Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, the Three Martini Lunch with Greg Corumbus and Jim Garrity. And my name is Greg Knapp. I'm in for Greg Corumbus. Find out more about me at GregoryBnapp.com. That's K-N-A-P-P.com. And there's a new podcast I have out on Apple Podcasts. Just search my name. Find your purpose, live your passion. Give it a listen and subscribe. And I'm joined by Jim Garrity, the senior political correspondent of National Review. His Twitter handle, at Jim Garrity. Join him there, follow him, and you could even probably message him if you want. But this is the Three Martini Lunch. We will start with a good one for you. The Democrats have been catering, it seems like, to the illegal aliens. They're talking about free health care. They're talking about now, you know, decriminalizing coming across the border. Senator Cory Booker came out. You know, he's running for president of the Democratic side. Tuesday, he said he has a plan to virtually eliminate detention. Uh, uh, what? So of all people, we have an Obama former administration official. Jay Johnson, former DHS secretary, he came out and said, whoa, 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 that's basically open borders, guys. What you doing? Jim, what do you see here? Yeah, the, the quote is, uh, that is tantamount to declaring publicly that we have open borders. That is unworkable, unwise, and does not have the support of a majority of American people or the Congress. And if we had such a policy, instead of 100,000 apprehensions a month, it will be multiples of that. Greg, I don't know about you, I'm ready to support Jay Johnson for president. I'm loving it. And, you know, he's going right to the unintended consequences that maybe they're intended for some people, but the unintended consequences of consistently not enforcing our laws, you're going to get more people coming in. Jim, I saw uh, yesterday Mexican Mexican officials admitted that there are human smugglers who are going up to single women at the border and trying to buy their children in order to use them to smuggle people in because of our child policy now. You know, if you come in with a kid, you're allowed in. So we're incentivizing horrible, dangerous behavior. Yeah. And so, you know, the, the Jay Johnson quote is a, you know, very useful corrective. It, you know, more than a few of us have been observing, hey, you know, we did have children in detention centers back during the Obama years. Uh, the issue was not quite at the scale that it's at there, but people probably remember this was a big factor in the 2014 midterm elections, that the mm. word had gotten around in uh, three Central American countries that if you brought a child, the United States was giving off, I believe the term was permisos, basically the idea that they were allowing you to stay in the country if you had a child, or that they were allowing unattended children. This was a, believed to be a misinterpretation of the DACA policy. So families started sending their children up across the border unattended. This was a terrible policy. This was a terribly dangerous so, look, good to see Jay Johnson saying this. I think if, you know, it'd be good to get maybe uh, Janet Napolitano's take on this as well. Everyone who was involved in crafting these policies during the Obama administration put them forward and say, look, there's nothing inherently xenophobic about it. There's nothing inherently hateful or cruel about it. And, uh, you know, it'll be kind of interesting. I wonder if people will start calling Jay Johnson fascist or calling Jay Johnson, uh, you know, again, if you're the Trump administration, you start putting these quotes front and center, attempting to emphasize that this is not some sort of crazy radical policy they've enacted. And what the Democrats want does indeed amount to open borders. 
I think it's a great point, Jim. And to continue that, Jay Johnson also said, chain link barriers, partitions, fences, cages, whatever you want to call them, were not invented on January 20, 2017. Okay. And then Thomas Homan, the executive associate director of immigration and customs enforcement during Obama's administration, also said this yesterday. Uh, I would answer the question. The kids are being housed in the same facility built under the Obama administration. If you want to call them cages, call them cages. But if the left wants to call them cages and the Democrats want to call them cages, they have to accept the fact they were built and funded in fiscal year 2015. Yeah, these quotes need to be out there, Jim. You know, this is probably good news for the Trump re-election prospects, unless, you know, there's a real pivot in the general election and Biden, whoever it is, says, well, actually, now that I've looked at the issue, we really can't do that. And I stay, and, and they run away from their comments during this primary season. All in all, my guess is that, you know, the Trump administration is perfectly comfortable making the 2020 presidential election a referendum on whether we should have immigration enforcement. Absolutely. And I actually saw a poll today, too. And I'm sorry, it slips my mind which poll it was, but it was, hey, do you do you approve of giving illegal aliens free government health care? And it was 58 percent. No, 38 percent. Yes. With only three percent undecided or something along those lines. So it's about a 20 point spread. The margin of error was three percent. Most Americans don't think that's a great idea either. Yeah, again, once you know, I, you probably wouldn't see a presidential election with that kind of a partisan split, but it would be very tough if a central part of the Democratic platform in 2020 is a proposal that is only supported by about 20% of the American people. You know, there are a lot of issues we'll be looking at in 2020. One of them will be debt. And if you're carrying revolving debt, that means you're not paying off your card every month, and you could be paying thousands in interest every year that you don't have to. With Lending Club, you can consolidate your debt or pay off credit cards with one fixed monthly payment. Since 2007, Lending Club has helped millions of people regain control of their finances with affordable fixed-rate personal loans. No more trips to the bank, no more high-interest credit cards. Just go to LendingClub.com, tell them about yourself and how much you want to borrow, pick the terms that are right for you, and if you're approved, your loan is automatically deposited into your bank account in as little as a few days. Lending Club is the number one peer-to-peer -peer lending platform with more than $35 billion in loans issued. Go to LendingClub.com martini. You can check your rate in minutes and borrow up to $40,000. That's at LendingClub.com martini. All loans made by WebBank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, let's go on to martini number two. And this, Jim, looks like a bad one. It's about the 4th of July celebration. And no, not, not really with all the stuff President Trump is wanting to do, per se, but maybe in the way they're handling the tickets. There's a report that the RNC is having these VIP tickets for the rich and connected to sit in the very front. What's going on here? Sure. Uh, this is reported in the Huffington Post and it really is one of those things where like, look, we'll talk a bit about the tanks and, and all of that in a little bit. But I, I kind of I marvel at the ability of folks on the left to not only get very upset by something, but to get upset by the exact wrong thing. This is the National Mall. It's the Fourth of July. This should be nonpolitical. This should be nonpartisan. But somehow the Republican National Committee has been offering major donors tickets to Trump's speech uh, as our political appointees at the White House and executive branch agencies. Now, obviously, when the have these sorts of events, it's going to be a lot of people at the White House will get a chunk of those tickets. 
But in the end, this is not something that should be distributed by the Republican National Committee fundraisers or groups like this. this is a government activity. Unless they're giving out tickets to the Democratic National Committee, and I haven't heard anything along those lines, this is deeply frustrating because you're not supposed to take the Fourth of July ceremonies and make them partisan. I just don't believe that the RNC should be having any role in this. And I don't understand whether you know people in the White House gave them to the RNC and then the RNC started distributing or or what it was. But it is deeply frustrating, deeply inappropriate, and to me, a much bigger deal uh, than the use of any of the tanks or armored personnel carriers or anything like that. Here's what I wanted to ask you, Jim, because I totally agree. I don't want any partisanship on this, and I don't want people getting it because they're donating money. Absolutely. Now, what the RNC is saying, their spokesperson came out and said, hey, this is standard practice to receive a small number of tickets to events, just as the DNC did under Democrat presidents. And so then we give them out. Now, is that true, number one? And if it is true, shouldn't we say neither side should do this? Yeah. I mean, look, the White House Easter egg roll is one of those events where you only have a certain amount of people who can get in. Sometimes they'd allow members of the general public uh, I know that they used to give a certain amount of tickets to members of Congress and members of con- every member of Congress and every member of Congress was allowed to distribute those. First of all, this is a self-inflicted wound on the part of the RNC and the Republican Party and the Trump administration. If you're going to hand out tickets, you know, give them out to military families, give them out to families with special needs. There are mm, charities, yeah. you know, there are a lot of good people you could do that. The whole idea of, oh, the Democrats did this too back then. Look, I don't think that's a good excuse. I don't think that's an acceptable uh, uh, circumstance. And I don't think this is, you know, uh, a matter of opportunism. You know, if you want to drain the swamp, this is exactly the sort of thing you should be getting rid of. Uh, and I think it also taints the whole event. That's already, you know, There was a certain number of people who are always going to hate this because Trump was proposing it. But if you do it this way, you're handing the opposition a stick to hit you with that is absolutely unnecessary. And I don't see any particular reason. We'll see what Trump says tomorrow. Uh, I think his comments will probably be appropriate. But... Again, you want to avoid anything that makes it look like a partisan political rally, and we'll see how things shake out. If Trump goes in that direction, you know, there will be RNC in this. They're just handing the opposition a very easy and I think very legitimate line of criticism for tomorrow's event. I love your point about he's the guy to drain the swamp, then start draining it. And this is a great place. And I love the idea of giving them to military families who never get prime seating at this. Uh, that would be an awesome, especially like uh, enlisted people instead of officers even, you know, just people that never get that front row seat. That'd be awesome. Don't RNC donors have enough cool stuff in life? Yeah, exactly. I love it. Okay, so there's a little uh, olive in this bad martini because there are people on the left screaming about the tanks. Now, I'm not, I I certainly don't want to see a a Russia, China, North Korea type parade in front of the White House with tanks and military people and all that because it, it just makes you, feel a little weird. I get that. Trump is always like Bastille Day when he went to France. And of course, that's about making sure that there aren't kings. And okay, we're going to have flyovers. I love flyovers. Having a couple tanks on the mall so people can see them. Trump says he wants to show people how great our military is. Well, Joy Reid over at MSNBC has a little different idea, Jim. So we got a little bit of audio from her. The first part is her just saying, hey, look, Trump just loves these dictators. Let's hear that. Can I just, you mentioned, you know, France and Kim Jong-un, who, you know, Donald Trump greatly admires Kim Jong-un. He sort of aspires to be sort of a mini, you know, Putin or Kim Jong-un. He wants to be that, have that kind of absolute mm-hmm. power. He claims Kim Jong-un's people just adore him. Well, they have no choice because he'd throw them in a gulag and probably kill them. Okay. First thing, I just wanted to ask you about this, Jim, because I, I, I was troubled by Trump talking 
in front of Kim on TV over the weekend saying, it, it was an honor to be with you. And it was an honor that you invited me. And, and, and we have a great relationship. I, I understand him reaching out and talking and, and I'm fine with him trying something. I just don't understand why you have to flatter him like that to the degree that he did. But I've never heard him say that, that his people love him and that he wants to be like Kim or Putin. What, do you, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Now, look, this is, you know, first of all, it's Joy Reid, so it's kind of par for the course. There's a reason we find a military parade in a dictatorship, you know, passing by the reviewing stand of that dictator and saluting. There's a reason we find that menacing. And it's not because of the, it's not because of the type of the tanks. It's not because of the soldiers. It's because the parade is being run by the dictator, right? Exactly. And the point is those dictators with those tanks, with those soldiers, with those guns, have demonstrated a willingness to use that military force against their own people whenever they feel threatened, right? Dictators have no competing powers. They have no constitutional limits upon their authority. Now, as you mentioned, France did a big military parade for Bastille Day. Nobody's worried about Emmanuel Macron becoming an authoritarian dictator, right? This is, you know, par for the course on MSNBC. You hear people saying Trump is a, uh, sometimes they say Trump is a dictator. Sometimes they say he's an aspiring dictator. But it's observe, you know, Dictators don't worry about losing in court. They don't worry about losing re-election. They don't have bad midterm elections, right? You know, words have meaning and everybody just kind of wants to twist them to, to apply them to dictator has now become a synonym for bad. This is a leader I don't like, regardless of whether he is actually acting in the manner of a dictator. In fact, you could easily argue that President Obama did more things outside the Constitution at this point in his term than Trump has at this point in his term, if we want to talk about trying to be a, quote, dictator. But uh, I wouldn't say Obama was either. He just tried to do some things with his power that I didn't think he should have done. But I want to let everybody hear this last piece from Joy Reid. It's a little long, but it gets to the point where Joy Reid says what Trump is really doing here is a threat. And wait until you hear who it's a threat to. Here we go. You think about the Bastille Day celebration. What is that celebration about? What is the message that's meant to be sent by the military uh, armada that's rolling down the streets of Paris? It's a message to tyrants. What Bastille Day support, uh, you know, represents is the victory over tyrannical rule over the king and over the attempt for the king to return. The storming mm -hmm. of the Bastille was about victory over tyrants. What is the message when Kim Jong-un rolls tanks down the streets of his capital? The message is to democracies. It's the messages to people like us, to Western democracies. You better be careful because we, the unified Korean, North Korean people, will defeat you. We have nukes. Be afraid of us. So what is the message Donald Trump is trying to send by rolling tanks down Constitution Avenue? Who is that message to? It's certainly not to tyrants because he likes tyrants. He loves tyrants. It's not to Putin. It's not to Kim Jong-un. It's not to the Saudis. Is it to our friends or is it to us? Is it to the resistance in this country? I got tanks. I have this military armada. Mm -hmm. The message is a threat, but it, it's always a threat when you roll out your military. But it's to whom is the threat? And I suspect that the threat is to his fellow Americans. And I hate to say uh -huh. that, but I think that Donald Trump styles himself a tyrant, not a defeater of tyrants. Yes, it's a threat to Americans to see their tanks there. Okay, so I th she's right about the Bastille Day. She, I think she's a little wrong about Kim's parade. Like you said, Jim, Kim is really sending the message to his own people more than to other countries. Other countries know that he has nukes and know, you know, we have intelligence agencies that probably know more about the weapons he has than he's showing on parade day. That's to show his own people you better not step out of line. But there are people on the left, Jim, they really believe what Joy Reid believes, that Trump wants to be a dictator, and this is a threat to the American people. And, and, 
I don't know what to say to these people. Look, you know, if, if Joy Reid ever said, actually, this isn't that bad. How would the MSNBC audience react? Uh, that's a good I, point. I mean, maybe, maybe they would think, you know, someone is just off camera holding her hostage. You know, like <laughs> so she kind of has to, you know, again, the, the theme of MSNBC since January 20th, 2017 has been everything Trump is doing is the worst thing ever. And nothing like it has ever happened before. Never mind that we had tanks in the, in the inaugural parade of Eisenhower. Never mind that we had a victory parade after the Persian Gulf War in 1991. The old saying, you know, those who do not study are destined to repeat it. Those of us who did study history are destined to spend the rest of our lives repeating it to people who didn't bother to take a look at history. Nice. I appreciate it. All right. One more bit of good news, Andy. And that is the fantastic deals you can find at 4 slash martini, including their signature offer right now, a free solar panel with the purchase of the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. And of course, free shipping on all orders over $97. You want to be prepared. You don't want to get caught unprepared when your power goes out. It's going to happen eventually. It's just a question of whether you're in the dark for a few minutes, a few hours, or maybe even a few days or more. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X, worth its weight in gold. It's now got double the capacity, and it'll keep your big appliances running, including your fridge, which is full of food that just keeps getting more and more expensive. It's got 12 outlets, including 4AC, plus two USB-C outlets that can charge your phone 20 times faster than normal. So visit 4patriots.com slash martini to get your Patriot Power Generator 2000X with the free solar panel included. Plus get free shipping on orders over $97. Save more and get peace of mind now by going to the number 4patriots.com slash martini. That's 4patriots.com slash martini. All right. So now we're into the third martini. And again, it's a crazy one. Jim, you've been following this closely. It, it was weird yesterday. We heard that Vice President Pence's plane had to turn around. Then we're like, well, no, it wasn't his plane. He was going to the plane and he had to turn around. Well, why? Well, we're not going to tell you. Well, is it national security? No, it's not national security. Is it about the Russians in the sub? I don't know. What is going on here? Uh, shortly after we taped yesterday's, one of the spokesmen, one of the advanced people for Vice President Mike Pence got up to a podium in New Hampshire where he was supposed to host an event on opioid treatment. And they said that the president's plane, the vice president's plane had turned around and that he was going to, he was not able to make the event. The event was canceled. And a lot of people, it seemed very surprised. They, they you said, in fact, he used the term emergency. A short time later, the press secretary for the vice president said, well, actually, no, he had never gotten on the plane. The plane had not taken off. The plane had not turned around. That there was an incident, but there was no cause for alarm. I don't know about you, but the more but the more someone tells me there's been an incident and we can't tell you anything about it, but there's no cause for alarm. That's that's probably the least reassuring thing you possibly get. Because it's a big deal. Calm. Yes, this was a big enough deal to require a sudden change to the vice. Oh, they, so then they said that it was not related to the president's health, not related to the vice president's health, and then perhaps most intriguingly that it was not related to national security. And so now you're in a situation, well, what's left? You know, um, what, what would, you know, prompt a, a sudden change in the vice president's schedules? Now, of course, on the other side of the world, uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin suddenly changes his schedule and has an unscheduled meeting with the defense ministry. And this broke around the same time. And everybody's like, this, this looks very ominous. Uh, day before, news had broken that there had been an issue on a fire on a, a Russian submarine, apparently 14 sailors killed. Not a lot of details coming out of Russia. This was a nuclear-powered submarine, um, but it was not, uh, apparently it was doing uh, undersea mapping, or at least that's what the story was or something like that. 
And you know this White House, things don't remain very secret for long. You know, the president has a tantrum. We hear about it within a few hours. You probably get multiple people leaking about it at the same time. And Greg, this is one of those weird situations where the whole White House is, is clamped up tight like a clam. There is no information uh, about what ha- caused this change yesterday or any ongoing event or something. Uh, the, the, I can, you can kind of figure that if it was related to national security, uh, those of us who you'd see things happening around the country, mm-hmm. uh, troops being pulled off of leave, maybe mobilizing for things. Ha- it's very hard to keep a really big national security emergency quiet for too long. And for those who are are saying, oh, Jim, you know, there, what about all that stuff you see in the movies and, you know, Area 51 and all, look, we all lived through 9-11. 9-11 could not remain a secret for very long. Usually you would see national security apparatuses, police, law enforcement, military, uh, all these things would start, you know, mobilizing on a level if it really was the worst case scenario. Uh, my other observation from yesterday was that uh, if, if all Pence and, and Putin are doing is going to meetings, it's not the worst case scenario. Still could be bad, and, and we don't know what this is. And as of this recording, we're around 11.30 on Wednesday uh, morning. We still don't know. Uh, one spokesman for the vice president said, you might know in a few weeks. Hmm. Aliens landing? I, you know, um, sea monsters? I, I don't know what it was, what it was but uh, it's, it's a little, uh, little unnerving. Uh, the fact that we haven't heard any further could be seen as a good sign or it could be seen as a bad sign. It's really kind of mysterious. I think it's very interesting, Jim, because especially because Vice President Pence was called Mm. back because you think, you know, for a lot of presidents, the vice president is an afterthought and doesn't need to be there for everything. You know, uh, it was once characterized. Remember, the job's worth a warm bucket of spit if we're going back in history. So why would the vice president have to be there unless there was concern he'd have to take over for Trump for some reason or or? Vice President Pence is much more integral to this presidency, maybe, than previous ones. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, there's there's no Senate vote he had to run back and, and cross. I mean, look, the timing of this and the Putin thing, I think, really got people uh, eyebrows ra- raising. The, the Russian government is never all that forthcoming about uh, issues related to their military, so it's possible that whatever happened there was much worse than we thought. Look, if, God forbid, this really was a bad disaster on this, it was a nuclear-powered submarine, Right. Um, there are all kinds of people who need to be notified, uh, not just in the Russian ministry. You just imagine the U.S. Navy would need to want to know all the navies in that particular region, environmental officials. And of course, Greg, HBO would need to know so that they can make an appropriate sequel. to <laughs> Right. Absolutely. And that was pretty good. All right. That was the third martini from the three martini lunch. My name's Greg Knappen for Greg Columbus. Uh, check out my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion, please. And Jim Garrity, Senior Political Correspondent of National Review. Don't forget his Twitter handle, at Jim Garrity. Have a fantastic 4th of July and celebrate our independence. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.